look forward to retirement and avoid the pitfalls. Keep listening for ways to maximize your retirement income. More Than Money with the Popowich Carmelli Advisory Group, CIBC Woodgundy, on News Talk 770. Welcome back here with David Faisal on 770 CHQR and More Than Money. You know, Faisal, there's been a lot of uh, press, uh, really maybe over the last year, but certainly it's intensifying around the whole cannabis industry and the legalization expected mid this year. Um, and um, a well-known name uh, in Calgary, Brett Wilson, uh, had done an interview here with, uh, with Gord yep. Gilly's not recently. Uh, we're going to talk about the industry and talk about some of the risks and handling volatility, but let's hear what, uh, what uh, Brett Wilson had to say. Well, I was an oil and gas guy for a long time, and I knew how to create deal flow in the oil and gas industry, you know, make a few calls, invest in a few businesses. So I did the same thing, dropped the gauntlet down, if you will, in the world of cannabis, attended a couple of conferences. The first one I was at, my very first investment was in Tokyo Smoke, and it was within an hour of jumping on a bus and hearing the story of what Tokyo Smoke and, and the evolution of the cannabis space has been in. So since then, dozens and dozens and dozens of investments uh, many of which have worked out spectacularly, unexpectedly spectacular. I mean, I was expecting good returns over a three- to five-year period as we move to recreational. I just got a release here, just came this morning, had no idea it was coming, but it is from CFN Media. It's Delta 9 Cannabis, potentially undervalued in a rising market, but they predict $22.6 billion in Canada, uh, the market being for, for legalized marijuana. Well, currently, the conversation is sort of in the 5 to 10, I hear 5 to 7, 8 to 9, whatever, uh, in terms of dollars. And that compares to liquor, which is 7 to 9. And um, a lot of conversation, though, about the size of the, I call it the illicit, the illegal market uh, as it moves from the back alley to the front street. And the question is, are we going to expand the acceptance and adoptance, or is it simply going to become acknowledged? In other words, it's being used, and now it's going to be a recreational product with a higher quality threshold. Yeah. So what are your thoughts, Dave? Uh, you know, I think that it's, um, it's, it's the age-old story. Um, you know, there's going to be, I think that there's going to be um, a market, right? I mean, if we legalize this federally, clearly I think what... Uh, what Brett Wilson said is true. It moves out of the back alleys and into the front, uh, you know, the front street. The question is, how do you invest in it? Is it right for you? Is it suitable? So it's it's interesting to listen to Brett say, I've done some investments and they've worked out spectacularly. Greed's a powerful emotion. We've seen that, right? We get lots of calls about this. The yes. question is, do you chase it? Are you supposed to be there? Is it suitable investment for you? Can you handle the volatility, the ups and the downs and what it does to your portfolio? So... I would, you know, listen, I, I think it's safe to say that it looks like there's going to be um, an industry. The question is, should you be invested in it? And I think um, what investors need to also understand is a member, a gentleman like Brett Wilson gets in earlier. Ah, uh, that's interesting. He yep. starts off the gates, right? He, he opens it and he creates the private equity, is what I call it. And by the time the public gets at it, so general individual can come out and buy stocks, it's gone from private hands to now the public hands. And there's been a whole bunch of changes in between when it got started to when it actually became public. So the minute it becomes public, excuse me, you have to you have to take into account that now everybody's views matter. When you have a private company, only the owner's view matter. Right. Now everybody's looking at this. And so I I'm not saying it's a bad industry or I'm not saying it's not gonna make any money. Uh, what I am saying is that the minute you go into public now, 
you are at the mercy of the market. And when you're at the mercy of the market, the expectations of the market are already set, however they're set. And if they disappoint, be prepared for severe drops in that stock. And we've seen that recently in this sure week we alone. Sure we have. And you know, the other thing to think about also, and I learned this very early in my career, is uh, often um, you know a Brett Wilson or somebody like Brett will have a venture capital portion of his portfolio, right? Correct. And so there's there are there is capital available uh, in his portfolio to invest in startups and speculative ventures and so on and so forth. And even though uh, I mean he didn't talk about the size of his investments, um, but even if they're large, it's what percentage of the overall portfolio does it represent, right? So if you've got a million dollar portfolio. Um, you want to make sure that you've appropriately allocated based on a risk, you know, on a risk basis, how much of that million dollars you want to go into uh, more speculative investments. And then you can't generally just have one or you take concentration risk. Then you should have, you know, a diversified basket of speculative investments to try to balance it out. Correct. And we've learned that time and time again in oil and gas, right? Having a diversified portfolio doesn't mean you have 13 oil and gas companies. Yes. <laughs> right? What it means is you've got different asset allocation. All So the same holds true in cannabis or if it's a startup technology company, right? You want to make sure that you've diversified your speculative basket of investments such that if seven don't work out, okay, Two get you your money back, and one is spectacular. That's how they make. That's how those groups make money, yeah. right? Because not all of them are going to work out. No, and I agree with you on that. I think there's there's some things that people need to think about when they're investing. Um, you need to get the advice on, on how it fits in your overall plan. Um, I I question people who are transitioning to or living in retirement. What part of this? And take out marijuana and put cryptocurrency. Take out cryptocurrency. Put in blockchain. Take out blockchain. Put in bio uh bio healthcare yeah. or anything like yep. that yep. Uh, those those types of um specific sector focused investing on on startups or br fairly new to the to the uh, public market uh, should have a discussion about um suitability more importantly beyond suitability where does it fit within your overall retirement needs and, and goals because if you if you can't if you went to zero with that money how would it impact yeah and let's let's talk about volatility a second um because we've talked about that a little bit um we've got a, a client conference call um that we've just uh we've just had and we talked about the absence of volatility in the last couple of years and we get we get um we get lulled into a bit of a false sense of security. Now, this past week, we actually saw some volatility yeah. for the first time in a couple of years. And, you know, it was interesting talking to people about that. Some of them, they were a bit shocked. Like, oh, my God, we haven't seen this before. What's not normal is no volatility. And it was a 1% swing. Yeah. It, it, was, it wasn't like it was 5 or 10%. Nothing. And the headlines from some of the major news stories came out triple digit loss like back at this date december of this year or last year sorry or right. we haven't seen interest rates in the u.s since like this since 2004 that doesn't mean anything right, right? that's just a reference point right right i mean it's a good headline right. it, it sells magazines and you know head, uh, headline but but in context you're yeah. right it wasn't this wasn't a material move we still haven't had volatility however um, I don't know if you have available to you, um, if we just look at the cannabis market as an example, yep. Faisal, I'd be interested if we can access that data quickly just to get a sense of this past week, what kind of volatility we had. Yeah, so you you saw some major pullbacks this week alone. When you look at the an index, let's say Horizons Index, 
uh, on on uh, the, uh, the, the ETF, the, the, ETF, yeah. the exchange yeah. rate of fund. It was down about eight or nine percent last time I checked. Um, and there's there's been some some changes along the way for for that stock or for that ETF. But there's a whole bunch of companies. A few just got financing. A couple have become IPOs. Right. I just got the list of all 175 North American cannabis companies and, right. and still doing my research on that. And it's amazing what you learn when you start really digging into it and how scary it really can be. Yep. What companies do you think are wor- I'm worried about that will go to zero? And I can't tell you, um, and I don't think any analyst at this point in time can tell you with certainty what the price of the, of the commodity is going to be once the market opens up. Yeah, right? no, yeah, exactly. It's not like when we price out oil. Right. You have some certainty, right? right. Here we, we don't. We don't know what it is, and you know I'm looking at sort of the some of the big guys in uh, in that cannabis space, and you know I think um, Canopy would be your biggest by market cap. Um, I'm going from memory here, but it probably closed around thirty two dollars, but it's been as high as forty three, right? So you think about eleven bucks on forty three, that's almost a twenty five percent pullback. I'm not saying last week, but from high to this most recent fall. This is this is what you have to consider, right? This is what we call risk. This isn't we're not talking about it going to zero. We're just talking about the volatility in the portfolio, and it's not suitable or appropriate for everybody. Okay, uh, we could go on with that forever, but um, let's wrap it up. We are going to talk a little bit about what's suitable and how to bulletproof your retirement, right? How to plan for uh, the lifestyle that you want and make sure that the savings and the financial assets you've accumulated actually can support that in perpetuity. And we're going to talk about that at our upcoming seminar. Yeah, that's on Tuesday, February 27, 7 p.m. at the Oak Ridge Co-op Wine and Spirits. You need to reserve your seats. So give us a call at 966-8400-966-8400 or go to our website at morethemoneyradio.com. All right. Now stay tuned after the break. We're going to talk a little bit about um, what a pension really is and whether you can build something similar for yourself. You're on 770 CHQR and More Than Money. David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada.